Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. We're up and running on this Tuesday. The frozen tundra across central Texas. Snow days all around. Everybody just take today off. Take tomorrow off. Stay home. Stay off the roads. Roads are uh, treacherous, especially up toward the Metroplex. Lots of uh, highways shut down. But um, Waco's hung in there. Everybody's doing a good job. Road crews are doing a nice job. But if you can, stay home. You know, don't need to do it. Now, uh, admittedly, even though I have the ability to do the show from home, from a home studio, Aaron, I can't help myself. It's like the, the kid in me. You know, I got to get out. Got to get out and got to get about when the, when the snow and the ice hit. And so, you know, I, I, I do have the ability to stay home and not have to leave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It appears we have some breaking news uh, and Aaron Sexton is inside our Situation Room on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, what do we have? Two NFL teams now have new head coaches. We'll start with the Houston Texans. They've agreed to terms with 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. He's been rumored the uh, past couple of days to be the leading candidate, and he has agreed to terms to a six-year deal with the Texans today, according to ESPN, with the hiring of D'Amico Ryans, the Texans become the first team in NFL history to hire three straight black head coaches. Also, the Denver Broncos have a new head coach, Sean Payton. They've agreed to compensation with the Saints in in exchange for them being able to hire the Super Bowl winning head coach. And it is pretty it is a pretty substantial compensation. Yeah. The Saints will receive the Broncos. 2023 first round pick number 30 overall and the Broncos second round pick next year the Saints will obviously let Peyton become their new head coach and will receive the Saints third round selection next year so they get a one and a two give up a three and get Sean Peyton do the Denver Broncos all right this is when it helps to be on the outside You've left the Saints, taken a little bit of a break, do some Fox. These guys never do, though. Aaron, you know, the, the thing about it is they Cower did it, and he, he liked the TV so much, he's still doing the TV. Never got back in. But these guys, they know, okay, Denver's in a bad situation. I mean, you talk about having leverage. Nathaniel Hackett lasts not even a season. The man could not even make it through a season. And... Denver was purchased by, you know, some of Sam Walton's kids, the Walton family, and they got more money than they know what to do with, and they they spent all that draft compensation getting Russell Wilson, 
and then he was awful this year. They couldn't get anything out of him. It didn't work. It was an embarrassing season. And now Sean Payton rides into the rescue. And what a uh, what an unbelievable opportunity uh, this will be. And we'll see what kind of staff that um, Sean puts together. Denver did also have interest in Jim Harbaugh um, and San Francisco 49ers defense coordinator D'Amico Ryans, among others. Ryans, of course, as Aaron just said, was hired by the Houston Texans. And, Aaron, we can we can say they, you know, have broken some new ground or NFL history in their hiring practices. We have the Rooney Rule. We have things that encourage some of these teams to hire minority candidates. But they're not known for keeping minority candidates. In the last two head coaches, both African-American head coaches, have not even, they've lasted one season each. Lovey Smith. The last one, David Coley before him. D'Amico Ryans is African-American. Great player, and he's become one of the bright young coaches in the NFL. I I think this has a chance to work. Uh, I just just think the Texans have bungled so many things, going back to Bill O'Brien being in charge, that it's hard to trust them. But I I will say D'Amico Ryans has a lot of credibility. Lovey did too, but I mean it was that was a strange hire. It was like, well, okay. Lovey used to be pretty good with the Bears. He's been around. He's been coaching in Illinois. Why don't we bring Lovey in here and see what he can do? I mean the last two seasons, let's be honest, what the Texans were doing was just trying to ride out this weirdo Deshaun Watson situation. And then they finally executed that trade and kind of have have started anew, and of course now the Texans will pick Aaron second in the NFL draft. Is that right? They won on the final weekend. Yes. They're not going to get to pick first, <laughs> right? But they're going to pick second, so they will get if they if they want a quarterback, they'll have a shot at getting. Should be able to get a really good quarterback there. So D'Amico Ryan's goes into I. You never call the Texans a great situation, but. I do think he's a great coach. I mean, I think he's one of the the brightest, most interesting young coaches in football. So, got no problem. I think this is the first hire the Texans have made in three seasons where you're like, or even going back to Bill O'Brien, you're like, okay, okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. This is a big-time coach. He's got a lot of credibility. It's a first-time head coach. The others were, well, Cully's just, I mean, that was just a head-scratcher. Nobody had any clue. That was honestly, they needed an adult in the room because they had so much ridiculous stuff going on with Deshaun Watson. They bring in David Coley. They, you know, they have to run him out of there after a year. And that was, I mean, they, they just have a way of embarrassing anybody they get involved with. It also had something to do with the, the world's most popular chaplain, they had a chaplain there that had a lot of power. The world's most powerful chaplain. Aaron, it's hard to believe because some of the chaplains at Baylor over the years have had a lot of power. But that chaplain with the Houston Texans, whoa, whoa. I saw the, uh, who did I see the other day? The chaplain showed up, Aaron, at that banquet where we were. I kind of like that Mitch was introducing the chaplains. 
Is Byron, I think Byron's an old friend of mine, and he's a longtime pastor in Waco, and, oh, you know, he, he's like a marriage counselor, does marriage retreats. I think he's one of the, he might be one of the guys, and then I'm trying to remember the other. I like those baseball chaplains. I'd like to get some of the chaplains. Aaron, we need like a, a once-a-week Mosley Show devotional and get one of the baseball chaplains on. Now, the basketball chaplain for Scott Drew, he's very famous. He's all over that book that Scott wrote. And uh, that, that guy really, there's a lot of good stuff out there about him. Now, Sean Payton taking over with the Broncos. I mean, on the surface, it's a he, he's a great coach. Uh, I, I can understand why the Broncos would have a lot of excitement. I thought he might wait. Obviously, whatever the compensation is, the financial uh, it's going to be huge for him. Always a little awkward, Aaron, to show up. Everybody's so excited about you, but basically be the whole reason that they don't have a number one draft pick in 2023 and a number two draft pick, a second round draft pick in 2024. I mean, it's a, it's a it's an odd deal. I mean, the only time and it's happened, we see compensation for coaches. But the one, the first time I ever remember this being a big thing, Aaron, was with Gruden. I feel like when Gruden went from Oakland to Tampa Bay, they gave up quite a bit to get him. And, and, and we were just kind of shocked back then. It just That wasn't something you did. And um, Aaron, why did the Cowboys, I still go back to, could could we have held out a little bit and gotten something more for Kellen Moore other than nothing? Just, 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 just basically. Now, the good news is Kellen's got a big, high-paying job with the Chargers, so that'll help with Jerry's money because he was owed more money on his contract, and the money he gets from the Chargers will offset what Jerry owes him. Aaron, do you feel better for Jerry now, knowing that? <laughs> well, you know, the Cowboys are great at not getting – Adequate returns for assets. Just look at the Amari Cooper uh, trade last year, which was one of the worst in probably the last decade of the NFL, getting a fifth-round pick for one of the top ten receivers in the league. Flat-out money dump. Flat-out money dump was what that was, but you're right. And then this season, of course, they're out having to try to you know, resuscitate T.Y. Hilton's career. Gallup's out there just kind of running in circles. Don't know where his route, and poor CD's kind of doing it alone. They drafted somebody named Tolbert. I hadn't seen him in months. I don't know if he's still out on you know out on the property at the Star or not. I mean, he's just kind of disappeared. He vanished after kind of being there the first part of the season. And then Aaron, when the season started, they had some guy like Dennis Houston. You remember him? It just seemed like five years since that guy was on the team. They literally had a player named Dennis Houston, and he might have been like the starting third receiver. <laughs> At the start of the season, this is a strange group, these Cowboys. And we'll continue to monitor that situation. But um, two new coaches. Now, I want to remind you, 420, we're going to get hot and heavy into the Baylor schedule has hit today. And it's an interesting schedule. And we're going to be doing a lot of those Baylor alumni tailgate shows. A bunch of them. Eight. Count them, eight home games. A school record for the Baylor Bears. They'll only have to go on the road four times. I mean, that's pretty crazy. In Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, not on the schedule. 
we will, um, and Aaron, I want you to pull up that grid. I, you know, Tom and I, I don't know if you got to hear any of that, Aaron. Tom and I, we just kind of decided between the two of us, we're going to run a special today, like a special edition. And I don't know, we may just start doing that almost on a daily basis. We interrupted programming at about 105 and cut in and, and talked for 40 minutes about a schedule grid. Well, the reason this is so interesting is because we didn't know which of the new schools the teams would be playing and which of the the longtime Big 12 teams that Baylor wouldn't be playing. And the answer to that, by the way, is Kansas, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Now, BYU, Baylor's not playing, but who really cares? That's okay. I mean, I, I like the – I hope it becomes a rivalry – I like the the whole religious war type thing that we got going. But let's not pretend it was some kind of great rivalry. We, we played them the last two years. It's okay not to play them. It's fine. But we do get to go. Aaron, what's that place, uh, what's that place in Orlando, UCF? Do they call that the bounce house? Does that sound right to you? The bounce house? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Aaron's not. He. He's about like I am on this thing. I, I think it is. I think that's the bounce house. And I and I kind of excited to in in fact I may make that trip. That's the that's the end of September. Must be some teenagers, by the way, outside my studio. I'm hearing screams. I think everybody's out in the snow and sleet on their sleds. Anybody doing that around Waco? Let me know. Let us know if you're out and about doing all that. Uh, but, uh, boy, there's some, there's some stuff going on outside the studio here. Um, okay, Aaron, and, and so we'll, we'll do a whole lot on the schedule. And if you have questions about the schedule, if you wonder how Baylor only has to have four road games, um, if you want to know about the Texas Tech schedule, if you want to know why Baylor and Texas Tech aren't playing OU, We'll try to answer some of those questions for you. Use the text line, the CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. And then um, just a a reminder that, you know, we're going to have coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, Nikki. Nikki Collin with her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show. And then Aaron, at some point we do need to react to last night's loss in Austin. It's okay. I mean, the number 11 team in the country lost to the number 10 team in the country on the road. Now I'm concerned about a few things and it's defense um, and and some of the shot selection. There's some, there are some things that give you pause about this Baylor men's team. But they're still going to fight it out. They're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to be a three or four seed in the tournament, and they'll be fine. But that was a tough – that was one of those things where they didn't really – almost didn't deserve to be in it, and then all of a sudden they had a chance to win it at the end. We'll talk about all that. Got a lot of thoughts on how the Bears played and then how I think they need to kind of approach things moving forward. And, and, and by the way, it's not easy. Uh, Texas had to do it too to uh, play on a Saturday and turn around and play <coughs> on a Monday. Baylor's had to now do it um, twice in the last, you know, week or so. 
So it's a, it's a tricky, tricky deal, but I think it will pay dividends because in a, some sense it kind of sets up like the tournament. All right, we're going to get into the Big 12 schedule. Was it worth the wait? Seven weeks late. Here comes the Big 12 schedule. We'll walk you through it. We'll look at it from every angle. We'll do it next. Recently on Game Time. Welcome into the program, the athletic director and vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics from Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I, I wish, you know, there was about five or six of me and I could clone <laughs> myself and, and get, to, get to all of them because it's important. You know, I've got a great staff. I think it's the, the best in the country and we divide and conquer and it's a lot of fun and it, it's a joy to be around our, our student athletes and coaches. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco, at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor falls on the road to Texas 76-71 last night. Texas Tech finally gets a win in the Big 12, coming from 23 down to upset Iowa State 80-77 in overtime. Two games in the Big 12 tonight, number 7 Kansas State at number 8 Kansas, and West Virginia is at number 15 TCU. Luka drops 53 in a win over the Pistons last night, 111-105. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy has a torn ligament in his elbow that will keep him out for the next six months. Kellen Moore has already landed his new job with the Chargers offensive coordinator. Former Baylor assistant Jeff Nixon is said to be in the running for the next OC for the Cowboys. Waco, Midway, La Vega, Lorena, Conley, and Temple, and most of the surrounding schools have been closed today with all basketball and soccer games postponed tonight. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. So happy and pleased to have you. And Campus Confidential, we could do some basketball. We'll do more scheduled talk. We'll do a little bit of everything, whatever Aaron wants to do. Appreciate you being with us today. I hope a lot of you are staying home, listening to us there. If you're on the roads, be so careful out there. Could be some black ice forming and... um, Appreciate all the schools being safe, giving our kids some snow days. I know my child very, uh, Aaron, what happens is they get a little older. I used to, when they were little and they had a snow day, you, you know, you get to hang out with them. It's a lot of fun. You go up, maybe play in the snow. Let me tell you what happens when you got a 15 year old. You just, you don't ever see them. They're just gone. They just vanish and they're over at their buddy's house. They're like, Hey, I'll see y'all when school starts up again. You know, I may come home. And that's about it. But uh, but that's the way it works. And uh, but it's uh, those snow days are always fun. And appreciate all our school districts for making that happen and looking out for the uh, kids. Aaron made it in today. He's at Broadcast Central. I'm in the home studio, staying off the roads the best I can. And Aaron, one of the interesting things the uh, the Big Twelve schedule came out today at 1 o'clock. We did a special show right here on ESPN Central Texas. We cut in. Uh, Tom Barfield and I uh, jumped in there and and started providing analysis kind of on the fly. And it was interesting, Aaron, you know, we were on the fly trying to figure out the logic 
behind the schedule and like why certain things were happening the way and along the way you know of course my you know how bad my eyes are some point i realized oh wait okay they shaded it the grid (laughs) to let us know what the home and away i couldn't really see the shading but it's like gray and white and i think the gray are the home games and maybe the white on the grid or the away games but aaron um i thought that one of the most fascinating things about the schedule was who teams aren't playing. And, I mean, I think there's some good things about it, and I think there are some bad things about it. Let's start with the Bears, of course. Let's start with who Baylor – first of all, Baylor has eight home games. Nobody else has eight home games. And part of that is because they've got three straight non-conference games at home, and they followed it with the University of Texas coming into Waco for perhaps the final time. Aaron, that goes back to about 1922. Those teams have been playing each other, and it looks like this will probably be the last season, so that'll be a hot ticket, and that'll be um, in September. Let's see, Baylor plays September 23rd. And so Baylor will start with four straight home games to begin the season. Aaron, I was listening Right before we came on, I was I was listening to some other people break down the schedule, and I had to kind of laugh because it was like they they did it on this grid by logos, right? The and so we all know the Big Twelve logos and that kind of stuff, but the non conference can be a little tricky. And the one they had for Baylor's was at week three. Aaron is that September sixteenth game <laughs> was against. Long Island, and it just had a shark or something. And whoever I was listening to, they were like, what is this? This is a shark. I don't know. Who are the sharks? <laughs> and it turns in. Baylor was the only the only team that, that didn't know one of its, uh, and of course, I guess Baylor knew it, but the rest of us that had not announced its, uh, its final non-conference opponent and so that's how we found out. And it's none other than Long Island. Uh, and Aaron, walk us through the first four weeks of that schedule. September 2nd, Bears open with Texas State. And then the next weekend, they're in Waco. A, a big-time Pac-12 team comes into town. Yeah, they host uh, Utah, who's played in the Pac-12 championship game the last two years. Uh, then... Week three, Long Island, and then week four, the Texas Longhorns. All right, and if you're wondering about Long Island, hey, you're not alone. I look to see kind of who they play usually. I looked at last season's schedule, Wagner, Merrimack. They did play a couple teams from the, the MAC, um, a little MACTION there. The uh, um, Kent State looked like they got wiped out by Kent State. And there was one other MAC team that they played. They did win their final four games. Aaron, they play at a uh, Federal Credit Union Stadium. And it is um, it it holds 6,000 people. All right. So Long Island, you know, you just got to I guess you got to schedule somebody in there. And it happened to be Long Island. And so they'll show up, pick up their check, and the Bears can hopefully use that to to work on some things and get some young players 
some playing time. Now, here are the teams Baylor does not have on the schedule. And again, they, they decided to keep it to playing nine conference games and no divisions. <clears throat> so 14 teams in the league until Texas and OU leave, and you just play a nine-game schedule. And obviously, in doing so, used to be the way they had it set up, you played everybody. That's no longer the case. I mean, even now going to 12, it won't be any longer the case. They may have to go to divisions then. Next season, there will not be divisions, and the two highest winning percentages will square off in the Big 12 championship game. All right, Aaron, the Bears, of the of the teams in the Big 12 that they will not be playing, BYU, again, I covered that earlier. They've already played them the last two years. I kind of liked it, thought it had the makings of something with two religious schools, so I was kind of hoping they would stay on the schedule, but whatever, we can get past that. The really interesting part of this is both Oklahoma schools left off the Baylor schedule. I I understand a little bit Oklahoma. I mean, it, would it be kind of fun to have them in Waco one last time, have Texas at home, have OU at home, it's always an easy sell because everybody wants to go see the Bears and the Sooners, and the Sooners bring a lot of fans as well. So in that respect, it's a little it's a little disappointing, I guess. There's also the way to think about it is like good riddance. I mean, go play somebody else. We're done with you. You didn't want to be here. Y'all go on your way. And and there's some there's some people thinking the Big Twelve kind of handed it to them a little bit. Late in their schedule, the Sooner schedule, I think they have to go to Provo and then come home and play TCU on a short week. they got to turn around and play that game on a Friday after Thanksgiving after going to Provo. Might have been the Big 12 saying, enjoy yourselves. Hope you all have had fun. This is the way we're going to send you out. Aaron, I thought it was interesting, too. Let me finish my thought on Baylor, by the way. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, both... Not on the Baylor schedule. I, In theory, the one that is a little concerning and weird is that Baylor and Oklahoma State have a nice thing going. They have good games. Uh, the crowds seem to love it. Uh, they, they get it. I mean, this, I, I think that was going to be in the, in the post-world of the post-OU Texas Big 12 that kind of, I, I think the Big 12 kind of needs that to maybe be a nice rivalry. So to take it away for a year is just strange. Now, all of this is strange. Now, Aaron, the only thing I'll say that's kind of nice about it is this would be our year to go to Stillwater. That's an extremely tough place to play. That's been a house of horrors at time for the Bears. They've, they've won games there, but not a lot. All right, and when they get those paddles going and bang away on the side of the stadium. That is a hectic, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's an anxiety, anxiety-ridden type place, environment. So, Aaron, which one of those were you most disappointed by? Oklahoma State not being on there or the Sooners not being on Baylor's schedule? Oklahoma State. I like the fact that the rivalry with Oklahoma – well, pretty much in. There's still a possibility they could play them in a bowl game or in the playoffs. But I like the fact that it will end after the long, long drought of Baylor never beating Oklahoma 
with Baylor winning the last two. And I'm disappointed that they don't get to play Oklahoma State, even if it is on the road, because I think Oklahoma State is going to be way down this year. They lost a ton of people to the portal. And we saw it the year before with Oklahoma when that happened. You just really struggle when when you have that much turnover on your roster. It'll help that they don't have a new coaching staff like Oklahoma did, but they lost a ton of talent. Now, I thought it was interesting that Texas and TCU, both of them, for whatever reason, don't have to play Cincinnati and UCF. Texas only has to play two of the new schools, and TCU only has to play two of the new schools. Most everybody else um, has to play. Uh, a lot of people have to play three out of four of them, like Baylor. Iowa State is not playing UCF and Houston. Okay, so they only have to play two of the new schools. I don't know how big of a I, – I don't know how big of a uh, – BYU, by the way, only uh, does not play UCF uh, or Houston. And then, of course, Baylor and Kansas State on that. Aaron, as you've kind of perused this thing and, and, and looked at everything, I guess Baylor's schedule is, is pretty friendly, obviously, with all those home games. Only four away games. Bears only go back-to-back road games once. Aaron, and I know you got the grid in front of you. Tell us when that is, though, because that's, a, that's uh, before finishing at home against West Virginia, the Bears go back-to-back on the road, and those are tough road games. Yeah, at Kansas State and at TCU before finishing up at home against West Virginia. So two And give really... us the dates. Yeah, give us the dates on those games. That oh, would... You may not have that in front of you. The 25th, I think I have this memorized, the 25th is that game um, against West Virginia. Okay, that's November 25th. And then the 18th TCU, yeah, and then the uh, 11th, 11th for Kansas State. Okay, Kansas State's November 11th, TCU November 18, and both of those are um, are those are road games, those back to back road games. Now the Red Raiders are going to come to town, and Aaron, this is what's always interesting about these schedules. It, it's like. In our minds now, that thing got played so many times on the Friday, you know, after Thanksgiving, that that's when we kind of think maybe it should be played around that time of the year. I'm trying to remember when the Bears had to go out to Texas Tech this year. But it was at least in, I think, into November, you know, either late October, early November. This game against with the Red Raiders coming to town is going to be October 7th. Um, October 7th is when the Red Raiders come to town. And, Aaron, the Texas Tech teams that they're not going to be playing, the Bearcats of Cincinnati, both Oklahoma schools, and Iowa State. All right, Iowa State was down last year. I expect them to bounce back a little bit. Very, very interesting that Baylor and Texas Tech both, almost kind of like they partner up on these things, um, are not playing Oklahoma State in Oklahoma. This coming a year after Texas Tech, for the first time in Big 12 history, beat both Oklahoma and Texas in the same season. 
I mean, that had, I, I don't know when the last time something like that, I mean, had ever, I don't know if Texas Tech had ever done that because I'm thinking back. Obviously, Oklahoma was in the Big Eight for all those years, and I can't remember, you know, how often they played Texas Tech. But anyway, um, Aaron, as we, as we kind of, we could continue to talk about this in uh, Campus Confidential. Anybody's schedule jump off the page at you as particularly hard or, or almost borderline unfair? Not really. Um, I guess maybe Texas because they've got Baylor, Oklahoma, and TCU all on the road, but everybody's going to get some tough road games. Nothing really too egregious. Okay, and Kansas, by the way, uh, also um, not on Baylor's schedule. Kansas will avoid, it's not bad for the Jayhawks. Jayhawks get to avoid Baylor and TCU. I mean, these are back-to-back, you know, two of the conference powers in, in these, back to, these, these last two years. And can, the Jayhawks will avoid both TCU and Baylor. And they'll also not play the University of Houston, and they won't play West Virginia. The only one I saw, I, I, there was something about West Virginia's schedule that jumped out at me. And, you know, the teams they're missing, West Virginia's not having to play. I guess that's nice not to have to play Texas, and they don't have to p- play K-State. All right? Um, but uh, anyway, they kept... Most of the, the rivalries as best they could, but uh, the, the Baylor and Tech both not, not getting either of the Oklahoma schools was pretty strange to me. All right, we'll continue. Uh, and by the way, if you have a question about the schedule or a comment, you may, you may love it, you may hate it. Um, if there's any, I, I like some of your editorial comments. I like your opinions. Uh, text us, 254 662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Campus Confidential is next. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Lion Foundation's annual membership drive. 
Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Sparkle into the new year with D'Amore Fine Jewelers. Now through January 31st, take up to 60% off during the D'Amore January clearance event and save big on pieces from your favorite brands. New year, new jewelry at the D'Amore Fine Jewelers January clearance event. Shop and save now at D'Amore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor falls on the road to Texas 76-71 last night. Texas Tech finally gets a win in the Big 12, coming from 23 down to upset Iowa State 80-77 in overtime. Two games in the Big 12 tonight, number 7 Kansas State at number 8 Kansas, and West Virginia is at number 15 TCU. Luka drops 53 in a win over the Pistons last night, 111-105. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy has a torn ligament in his elbow that will keep him out for the next six months. Kellen Moore has already landed his new job with the Chargers offensive coordinator. Former Baylor assistant Jeff Nixon is said to be in the running for the next OC for the Cowboys. Waco, Midway, La Vega, Lorena, Conley, and Temple, and most of the surrounding schools have been closed today with all basketball and soccer games postponed tonight. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, we do love talking college basketball, college football. We do it all in Campus Confidential. A reminder, speaking of college, Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball, big game coming up. Kansas Jayhawks coming to town tomorrow night. 
uh, at the uh, Farrell Center and uh, hope, to, uh, hope to get Kansas on in here and that they don't uh, have too many travel woes. Bring them on into town and see if the Bears can beat them again. Can go for the sweep after a, uh, a nice win on the road. Bears need to, to stack a couple here after a really nice road win at Texas Tech the other day. Uh, and we'll talk to Nikki again at uh, coming up here at about 5 or 5.05. Uh, but I want to turn it over right now on this uh, day with lots of breaking news. Aaron, what do you have for us today? We'll start with the Big 12 football schedule release. Baylor will have a school record eight home games next year, next season at McLean Stadium. They will start off the season with four straight home games, non-conference opponents, Texas State, Utah, and Long Island, followed by Texas at home at UCF, Texas Tech at home at Cincinnati, Iowa State and Houston, both at McLean. Back-to-back road games at Kansas State and TCU, and then finishing off the season at home against West Virginia Saturday, November 25th. All right. That's an interesting way to end the season against West Virginia. Those games have uh, have been earlier in the season historically. I've, I can remember them all opening conference play with West Virginia, I feel like. I can also remember them playing West Virginia on Halloween. That may have happened even this past year. Strange things happen when they play West Virginia. But it'll be good to get West Virginia at home. It'll also be nice to have eight home games, which is uh, really strange and a school record for the Bears. I would say, Aaron, this thing shakes out pretty well. And you might say, well, wait, who, who did Aaron not mention? Well, he didn't mention either Oklahoma school. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the Kansas Jayhawks. Aaron, it's kind of like they just said, we don't want any Big 8, any former Big 8 schools. <laughs> you can't be on the Baylor schedule. So all three of those have been whacked. And uh, then um, BYU. And I kind of like, I got to say, Aaron, the religious, the Baptist versus the Mormons, you know, that's the only thing I would say. The, the Big 12 schedule makers weren't exactly, they weren't thinking of the future rivalries. I mean, the, the, the Bears and the, and the uh, Pokes, Oklahoma State and Baylor have a nice thing going. They played in the Big 12 championship game. That earlier that year, the Bears lost in Stillwater. They, uh, Oklahoma State beat Baylor at home last year. You don't really want to interrupt a nice little rivalry that has been forming. Now, the one thing you knew they would not do is interrupt Baylor and TCU. I, I would say, Aaron, of the of the games that kind of shock you, uh, it is kind of funny that Texas is going to go to the University of Houston, a game at Houston. That field, that place holds, well, Mac Rhodes would know. I think they built that place, the, the, the uh, new... Oh, gosh. I, I would say, well, they built that beautiful. They did some things to the uh, basketball arena. Um, really did some nice things with facilities there. But, Aaron, at most, that stadium probably holds about 35,000. I'd say University of Houston. 35 to 40. We could look that up. But it's somewhere in there. And you know every Longhorn in the, in the state, especially in that Houston area, is going to be trying to get into that stadium. That's going to be interesting because Houston has a nice fan base. 
They got a rabid fan base. They like to show up. They like to get with it. They got a fun fan base. Can the can the Cougs keep the Longhorns out of there? I doubt it. I think if the Longhorns want to get inside that stadium, they'll find a way. But um, I did find that kind of interesting. Um, and as we kind of look at all these different schedules, and there's um, I mean they did the best they could. It's just it is just very strange to to think last year Baylor played its last game against the Sooners. Most likely, most likely, and they maybe someday will play a non-conference game, but not in the near future. Obviously, in in so Oklahoma's final trip was obviously not this past season because Baylor was there, but the season before that, that's the last time the Sooners will come to McLean Stadium, and that is uh, that's just a strange thing. It, it's going to come to an end now. This the uh, the Horns will visit one last time, and that'll be September 23rd. September 23rd, the Texas Longhorns come to town. Get your tickets. Get your tickets now. Speaking of Baylor football, they picked up a commitment for the 2024 class. Woodlands offensive guard Colton Siraki has Committed to Baylor. He picked Baylor over offers from Arkansas, Nebraska, TCU, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, among other schools. He is the younger brother of current Bear, Caden Siraki, who is a freshman lineman. They're both from the Woodlands. All right. Um, you know, they've already got the Barrington brothers that came <laughs> over from BYU. Siraki. I got to look at that name again. Siraki. Anyway, um... I liked it. I liked the announcement. I liked to seeing the older brother kind of excited, and he threw it threw it out there. Aaron, I like yesterday. Whether these some of these people are, uh, we talked about that quarterback coming to Baylor as maybe a preferred walk on, but I'm liking that they're just stacking a bunch of quarterbacks. They've gone from Blake Shapen in a in a room alone to like five or six dudes walking around there. Let's go. Let's just keep adding. I like a big quarterback room and the Bears are trying to do that this young man Aaron you were talking about offensive lineman is that what you said mm-hmm. yes all right all right we'll uh we'll see how this turns out but uh I'm also liking what they're, they're starting Aaron to put those uh the weightlifting champions up you know how they do that on social media the Baylor football the Twitter handle and it'll be like who who lifted the most weights uh, in, in on that particular day, and our little man, Monterey Baldwin, led all wide receivers the other day wow. with his work in the weight room. And then the quarterback was Blake Shapin. Blake Shapin up there throwing up all kinds of weight. I guess we got our buddy, uh, I'd like to have him on, in fact. I guess we got Sawyer on campus now. Sawyer Robertson comes in from Mississippi State by way of Lubbock Coronado. So uh, excited. I assume Sawyer's probably out there listening to us. Sawyer, how you doing, man? How are you liking things? You, you like the food? Everything good? Uh, where's he been? Starkville? What are the foods like in Stark Vegas? I don't know. Probably have decent, I'd say they have decent catfish. Maybe have more catfish options than us. Fewer good barbecue options. And certainly don't have a sandwich shop that measures up to Schmaltz's. Or a barbecue place that that measures up with Hellberg. Oh, man. 
Aaron tomorrow, by the way, um, and I hate to do this. We may wait till everybody's back from uh, all these snow days, but uh, Philip Helberg, the pit master himself, is going to be stopping by our show, all right, as they, uh, they have joined forces with the Matt Mosley show. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I lost my place thinking about all the free barbecue I'm going to be eating tomorrow. <laughs> Two games on the Big 12 schedule for tonight. The big one is former Baylor assistant head coach Jerome Tang and the Kansas State Wildcats on the road in at Allen Fieldhouse to take on number eight Kansas. The other game, West Virginia, is at number 15 TCU. TCU will be without their two leading scorers tonight. Mike Miles Jr. will miss tonight's game with a hyperextended right knee. The Horn Frogs have also played their last two games without Eddie Lampkin Jr., who is their leading rebounder. He suffered a high ankle sprain in the win over Kansas on January 21st. Miles was the Big 12's preseason player of the year, as chosen by the league's coaches. And in what is everybody seems to agree is the best conference in the country, this huge marquee matchup between number seven Kansas State going to the fog <laughs> to play Kansas, the number eight team in the country. Let's all gather around across the country and everybody purchase your ESPN Plus, anything to drive customers to ESPN Plus because this game will be on what we call Big 12 Now. Big 12 Now. And I love it. I, I do. I used to make fun of it, but anything that allows me to see games that, like when J Mo's on TV or or uh, Jim Howler, I I love that. Now the other day, the Bears were playing the Red Raiders, the women, and Aaron, I gotta say, and I like Ron Thulin was doing the game. Ron's been around forever. I like Ron. Ron's got a good voice, but whoever was doing the color commentary with Ron Thulin kept throwing we out now i don't mind if it's somebody with tech ties okay and and honestly they did a good job of knowing the baylor roster and talking about the baylor roster i I didn't have any problem with her information but she was saying we yeah we need to play better we need to you can't you can't be be doing that on espn plus you think john says that i mean jim howler you think these professionals do that no no now, Jim will talk about that charity stripe, but he's not going to say we, even though it is we, even though he thinks of Baylor as we. Come on. Come on. we gotta be, we got to be better than that, whoever that was. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. I'm sure they appreciate my feedback. Oh, also, the Moody Center. Got to get the audio fixed on a few things. Chris Budden, who seems to do a nice job as their sideline reporter at, for uh, uh, basketball, with uh, Shambi, and she she's a lot of times with Billis and them too. But Chris Budden was with John Shambi and Fran Fraschilla last night, and they're at the Moody Center, and we couldn't hear her. We, I mean, and I thought, well, I don't have my TV up high enough. What's the deal? No, it, the the loud music, and the sound, and whatever they were doing there at the new Moody Center did not allow ESPN sideline announcer for us to hear her audio. And I, I said something about it last night, Aaron, in, in good form. I, did, I wasn't like I was ripping it. I just said, hey, does ESPN know we can't hear this? Chris Budden responded. Hmm. And she had kind of an explanation for, you know, so there was a ba- it was a combination of loud music, a bad mixer, 
and, and they just need to iron out some of the kinks at the new Moody Center, which I thought was nice that she took the time to respond to, uh, to my public tweet. And in a rare instance of Alabama football not getting what they want, Washington offense coordinator Ryan Grubb will remain with the school after meeting Monday with Alabama coach Nick Saban about the Crimson Tide's open offensive coordinator position. Grubb, who completed his first season at Washington, had traveled to Tuscaloosa and met with Saban and other members of the staff, but has decided to stay at Washington where the Huskies led the nation in pass yards and finished number seven in scoring offense in 2022. Grubb is already high, one of the highest paid assistants in the country at $2 million per year and has a contract through 2025. Wait, where is he making $2 million a year at, at UW? Washington, at Washington, yes. Oh, I was shocked by that gosh. too. $2 million a year for their OC. But yeah. Well, they, told, they told me, uh, I just got a just got notified. They they said uh, Grimes is down there trying to redo his contract <laughs> after hearing that. Man, that is that is something. Can you imagine turning down the great Saban? <laughs> that is that is wild. Sorry, Nick. I'm going to stay right here at the University of Washington, out here in the in the. Pac-12, which could crater at any moment. Wow, you got to have a lot of nerve to say no, and that must that speaks highly of whoever the head coach is at University of Washington. Why don't we know that, Aaron? I feel like I'm going to have to learn that because I think they were decent this past year, this past season. We're going to have to we're going to have to learn. The, Kalen the DeBoer, coach. say that again. Kalen DeBoer. They went 11 and two in his first season last year. A seven DeBoer. win improvement. Yeah, DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer. Okay, I'm interested in this person. All right, um, it is time for our weekly visit with the Baylor women's basketball coach. Soon, they will be back in that top 25. We talk to Nikki Collin next. Recently on Game Time. From the CNC Collision Center text line, Trumpy says if Tom was a wrestler, not wrestler, wrestler, uh, instead of Nacho Libre, would he be Nacho Grande? <laughs> <laughs> Just might. What's happening this morning? First, I want to have a snow day where we're snowed in and then go straight into summer. You're not going to have a snow day. Yes, we are. Ryan thinks we are. February. Ryan is calling February. What's happening? Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. 
we are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, general manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022. 22 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Goodfeet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. And it is our weekly visit with Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, and the Bears coming off a really nice road win, uh, 79-59 uh, over Texas Tech. And, uh, Coach, those are uh, – it's never easy, especially when the opposing team is having one of those big celebrations. They were celebrating the 93 national title. And you look down there at the opposing coach, and she's wearing her old jersey uh, from from when she played on that team. Does uh, Have you coached against someone before wearing their old basketball jersey? I have not, but I have to tell you, I told her I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, and, and she definitely had the unveiling as well. Because I don't know if they showed it, but she was wearing like a blazer, and then there was a bit of an unveiling. So um, it was it was pretty impressive. And and I suppose you know I was I was telling her before the game um, that I said you know what's crazy is I said the year you won the national championship was my senior year in high school. I said we don't need to tell anyone, you know. I said but it's really hard to believe that that was 30 years ago. I said because I don't know how you feel. I said but I don't feel that old enough. For that to be 30 years ago and we, we both kind of got a <laughs> chuckle out of it because you know in 90 that next season um the purdue team i played on was in the final four so they, we were there a year after so 
it was a big deal in the Big Ten because Ohio State had been there in 93. We were there in 94. And so it was kind of back-to-back years that the Big Ten had had teams in the Final Four. So um, neither were champions, of course, but uh, at least that year. But, yeah, it was a, a great crowd. And, and I'll tell you, I, I think that they're um, – I, I can say this super honestly. I've always felt like um, their crowd, and I, I can't say that everyone's felt this way, and maybe on the men's basketball side it hasn't been, but they, they'll boo you, but it's like in good humor. Like it's, you know, they were booing when we came out, and I um, fist bumped a bunch of them, and, and they begrudgingly, like at first they're like, should we fist bump her? Like, you know, but I, I kind of have that mentality of, of kill them with kindness kind of thing. And uh-huh. so before you know it, they were all they were all fist bumping me while they were booing. So, you know, I just I think it's kind of a fun environment when look, I mean, there's 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 reality and, and, and look, it's not just on the women's side, on the men's side as well. There are certainly places that don't draw and you gotta create your own energy. But I think everyone, whether you're at home or on the road, would rather stay in front of, you know, a a a big crowd. And so it really was um a, a lot of fun, and and I thought their their fans were um, into the game, but not really negative. You know, now there's like yeah. this thing when you walk off the court that they've created where they don't want the coaches crossing after the handshake line. So, you know, I, I thought, oh, I didn't do this last year, but I don't know when they implemented it. I don't know, but at some point last year they implemented this rule. So, you know, you go in the back hallways of um, the arena and, and do a big loop to come back out for. Um, radio. So I did a one whole loop around the arena um, to, to come right back to the radio. So I thought, well, you know, I guess I guess everyone was safe, though. So That's right. That's right. You never know what could happen there in uh, Lubbock. And I would add that the the men, especially given the uh, uh, the Chris Beard situation when he came back there, uh, the, the men's right. crowd seems to be a little more mean spirited. <laughs> It's yeah. but both both uh, they do have proud history there, uh, especially on the women's side of things. And I, I thought I, I really thought, you know, and I was just kind of taking a look back at uh, at what happened on on Saturday. And I, I, I like the way you all handled. They did make a run coming out of the half. You're up by 10 at half and they go on an 8-0 run and climb back in. The crowd got into it. And that I think that had to be something that you were uh, pleased with, the poise your team showed. And then, as I recall, you kind of started getting to the line. Uh, and just that just kind of slowed things down. You get the uh, – uh, and, and, you know, you increase the lead. And then, honestly, you got it back to 10 and never looked back the rest of the game. And we, we got contributions, you know, kind of all the way around, which was good. Um, I think we settled in a little – um, in terms of what they were doing um, defensively, um, you know, we, we made their leading score inefficient, certainly scored a bunch of points. But, you know, when you get, you know, 22 points on 21 shots, you know, you're doing something right. And that included, you know, a bunch of free throws. And, and so, you know, I, I thought, you know, I was quick to call a timeout in the first half um, when they went on a 5-0 run just to kind of settle us and to not let the crowd go on. But, you know, last year, a year ago, in that building, we were up 16 and a half and they had cut it to two within like five or six minutes. And I'd called one timeout, almost had to call a second timeout because they got really rolling from three a year ago. And so 
um, that, you know, we were already messaging that, like, this is a team that, you know, can get hot. I mean, they, they certainly the week before had beaten Texas in there. And so I, I think, I think the one thing about our players, they realize now that, you know, anyone can win in this league uh, because at this point, pretty much everybody has um, outside of TCU. Um, and so because of that, you know, I mean, you, you have to, you have to respect your opponent and you have to respect you know, what they're doing and, and really understanding like, Hey, if, if, if this is a team that's going to have two players take the bulk of their shots, we got to load up, you know, we've got to make those shots difficult for them and understand that we can't, we can't get hugged up on other kids just because, you know, they may be a good three point shooter. If, if, uh, you know, these two kids aren't getting a lot of assists, they're taking a lot of shots Then man, when they put the ball on the bounce there, we've got to be ready to rotate, you know, and make, uh, their shots difficult. So, so I did. I thought we were good at getting to the line. I thought we were good putting a lot of downhill pressure on them. You know, we did a better job as the game went along, really playing inside the lane lines and attacking to drop off some kicks um, because we really did a good job getting by their first layer of defense. So then it was about do we make good decisions once rotation happens? And I thought as the game went along, we did a really good job. I thought we started the game with too many turnovers and then really settled in as the game went along and, and got really good minutes from Jaden in the second half and, and bugs really, you know, kind of came on. And, and so I just thought, you know, even Jana, even though she only made one basket, that's the most minutes she's played her plus minus when she was in was like plus 24 or something like, I mean, her minutes were really good um, even though she didn't put up a ton of points. So that, that was, mm-hmm. that was really good for this team to keep getting some, some true bench support. Talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, I'm glad you brought up uh, Jana. I mean, I thought her defense on the perimeter gave them some trouble, led to some turnovers. She got up in them, and you could tell she's she's got a really nice three-point shot. It just wasn't falling in that game, but she's certainly capable of knocking that down. And it was – it's interesting how you – a player – breaks her nose and then that leads to even more minutes i think maybe that maybe that earns yeah, and, more and, and i'd like to say broke it like in a game or in practice but this was you know one of those uh evening you know getting the gym activities and and like so you know it's uh i i think you know those are one of those you you get the text message while you're out on the road recruiting that your kids on the way you know, to the ER with a broken nose. And, and and it was no question. Like, you take one look at Jana's nose and you're like, uh, not is it broken, that's broken. You know, like, <laughs> there there will be some probably, um, uh, you know, a procedure in the future uh, because it's not exactly centered right now. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I joked with her during the game. I'm like, you got to rotate and take a charge there. Like, you're already wearing a mask, like you're, you're protected, you know? So, and I think that's where we've got to get her. She's, um, you know, doesn't have great size and, and isn't going to overwhelm people like physically. Um, but, but you need those scrappy defenders. We, we need a Caitlin version at the guard. You know, we need yeah. a player that is willing to sacrifice their body is going to dive on a loose ball is going to rotate and take a charge. And, and I just think that's the mentality we got to get her to um, because you're certainly, you know, not going to block a lot of shots and she's not a player that's just going to pick pockets all the time, you know? So how, how can you impact this at the defensive end? It's energy. It's knowing, you know, your opponent, it's, you know, like I, I was consistently talking to her throughout the game about your garden and non-shooter. You can show deeper help. 
Um, you know, I mean, even if our principles are we're not going to ball side help, you know, if it's a non-shooter out there in the corner, ball, you can ball side help all you want. You know, we want them to make that pass. And so, you know, but that, that's hard for freshmen. That's hard for new players to go, okay, here are our rules. But, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like when you're first learning to play baseball, and I'll never forget when my son was first playing, and, and he didn't exactly love baseball, you know. And it was, I'll never forget when he was in the batter's box and he hit a pop fly and he wouldn't leave the batter's box. Now, he's like six or seven at the time. And I'm like, Connor, you got to run. And he said, but mom, you told me less than two outs, like ball hit in the air, you don't leave. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Lord. You know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those. Like when you learn baseball, like everything's so situational. You know, I mean, there's rules, you know, in, in every situation. And, and so it kind of is a little bit that way to me when you break it down. It's, okay, here's our general principles. Here's where our rotation comes you know, we have to understand those. But when you're playing an opponent and you know your personnel, like you can do a little bit more. You know, we're obviously when we play Oklahoma, we're probably going to stay a little closer to Taylor Robertson than our normal defensive principles. Um, you know, and so I think it's it's really getting, you know, even even any of our new players plus, you know, freshmen to really understand situational basketball. Well, and I, by the way, Taylor Robertson, I saw Steph Curry invited her out to the game the other night, and they get, they had a powwow beforehand getting to talk about threes and that kind of thing, so that was kind of cool when they were uh, in Oklahoma City the other night. Now, um, Jade Owens, you mentioned her. Let's circle back to her, though, because I do want to say this about Taylor Robertson because I think yeah. it's a really cool thing that she just did, and you know, I'll be the first to say, but did she do it? Um, you know, knowing that Kelsey Mitchell broke it before and Kelsey Mitchell played four years at Ohio State, you know, when, when she went into this year, I knew she'd obliterate the record, you know. But yeah. I think the coolest thing is she broke the record in one less game than Kelsey Mitchell. And so even though Kelsey did it in four years and Taylor's doing it in five, it was she Taylor Robertson actually did it in one less game. So while she'll ultimately obliterate the record and it will be hard for anyone to ever catch it because the COVID year is disappearing and people are going to get four years and, and it's a crazy record. Um, but just wanted to shout her out because I think what she's done considering the way defense is player and, and you don't want to even give her a look at the rim is, is pretty amazing. So, yeah, I just I think everyone needs to know that because if I was even one of those skeptics going, yeah, but she's going to get an extra year to do it. Well, she still did it in one less game than Kelsey Mitchell. So I thought it was pretty awesome. I like that point. Uh, Nikki Collin making her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas preparing for the Jayhawks to arrive in Waco for a uh, game tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock uh, tip on that one. Everybody needs to, to, be, to be out there. I was going to ask you about Jade Owens. Um, you know, obviously he was having a really good season, and I don't exactly know uh, two games in a row where she was held scoreless, which was just highly unusual for the season she was having. She breaks back out against Tech and, to me, looked extremely confident, was was – you know, pulling up, hitting uh, jumpers, and just really, and then taking it to the to the rim at times. What did you know? Is there anything after that loss at Texas where she was held scoreless? And honestly, you didn't get a lot of scoring from from uh, uh, you know several players. Did you specifically say anything to her or do anything to kind of get her going offensively? Yeah, I mean, I actually talked to her 
um, late in the Texas game. You know, I think that, um, you know, Jaden, it's just a new role for her, you know, this year. And I think, you know, sometimes it's it's easier when people don't have any expectations for you. And so I know she had expectations and, and certainly we did for her, but I'm talking about like the general public, the idea of like, no one is talking about Jade, no one's going into the season. You know, no one's got her on a preseason all-conference game. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the fact that we had two starting guards back from a year ago that both averaged double figures, I think early on um, people probably didn't give her um, enough attention. You know, it was it was Jamie and it was, you know, and I think I've said this on here before, like Jaden consistently gets um, the opponent's third best defensive guard. You know, it just is that is the reality for her because of Jamie's history in the league and and Sarah's season a year ago and and kind of what she's capable of doing. And so I think early in the season, um, Jaden was surprising people a little bit, you know, and I think she also was getting to do it, um, not always against, you know, elite defenders. And I think as as you get deeper into the season and especially get into conference games and everybody knows everybody and and has recruited everyone because we're all in the same region. And, and you know, I mean, it knows your strengths and weaknesses better and is, is less apt to um, go just off of, oh, they had two good games. It's kind of like a, but what is the historical data? You know, is she a good three-point shooter? Is she not type of thing? Um, and, and I think, you know, she just, she wasn't, um, Jaden's really, really good when she gets by her defender and is in the open court and can see ahead. In in league play, teams have done a better job staying on her hip. And it's just harder reads. Like you're you're kind of by them, but you're not they're not behind you. You know, where if they're behind you, all you're doing is reading, do I shoot the layup? Do I shoot the jump shot? Do I have a drop pass, kick out pass? Like Jaden's really particularly good in transition where kind of she has room to see and navigate. You know, and so as the game gets more of a half court game, as the game gets tighter as there's people on her hip she's having to adjust with finishing through contact finishing around people um you know against texas she was consistently picking her dribble up too soon um it's hard to make decisions and reads when your last dribble is just past the three-point line or the elbow now guys might be able to do that but not many females who are five seven or five eight you know are capable of picking their last dribble up um outside of the elbow and really getting in there playing off two feet um, making the kick out pass ball side or weak side. And so, you know, really she just, it's a process, you know, and I think she, we're at our best and, and it's not just Jaden, we're at our best when, um, while we've, Sarah's had some huge games for us and we've needed them where we have balance, you know, where we have five people in double figures, where we have nearly six people in double figures, where we're hard to guard because you can't just dial in on somebody. Um, and, and I think that's where, um, she just has to get comfortable with what she's good at, you know, and it's it's not necessarily step back threes and getting baited into taking shots when people are backing off of her. It's saying I'm fast enough to get by you and I'm patient enough to move the basketball and get it back and get a closeout, you know. And so I think some of it's just learning the game. It's getting back in the gym. Um, Jaden is, is, is just fine. She shoots the ball just fine on a wide open kick out. You know, when the defense collapses and, and she gets the extra pass, like, is stepping in, 
I'm like pretty confident, but you know, when she gets real frisky and wants to start shooting step backs, like, um, you know, it's, it's analytically not a good shot for her. And so sometimes it's hard to, you know, we talk to our players all the time about like, you know, we do scouting reports on our opponents, right? And like, you read the scouting report and when you read it, like, are you, are you actually offended for that kid that we would write that, you know, when we say they can only go right or they can only go left or they turn left shoulder or they, they don't guard laterally or whatever it is, you know, like, do you get offended for them? Like, do you think, oh, my gosh, like, our coaches are so mean. They're saying that kid can't go left, you know, and it's, it's and, you know, of course, the answer is no. And I said, well, you have to understand that you guys all have tendencies, too. And they're, they're on our opponent's scouting reports, you know. So, you know, people know, like, Jamie goes better right than she goes left, you know. Like, it's, it's um, it, you know, that Bugs wants to go left and not go right, like, that um, – you know, and the, the, someone wants physical, doesn't like physical play and just bumper, it'll make her uncomfortable or, you know, I mean, it, it's every player, including Candace Parker, you know, has tendencies, you know, and so it, it's like this idea of like, don't get offended, get better, but then be really good at your strengths and like understand them. So I think that's, that's part of it. And I know that was a really long answer on Jaden, but I think, you know, it's, it's a long season and teams start to scout you better as the season goes along and you kind of have to simplify and you have to get good at, at, at things that you're really capable of being good at and not trying to do more um, or quite frankly, less, you know, as a result. Yeah. I think it'll be, uh, it, it, hopefully what happened against tech, she just kind of found her rhythm again and, and, and she really looked comfortable out there and that was great to see. Lastly with uh, Kansas coming in, uh, it's a team that uh, since obviously they've done some really big big time things this season. You all beat them there, and uh, and then they kind of went on a bit of a tailspin. They're coming off a nice win over their rival K State. What um, what are you seeing from them, and what's the biggest challenge that uh, that they present? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like it's 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 hard to say tailspin when you like go on the road to OU and Texas, you know, back to back, and so. Um, I think, you know, it was, it was unfriendly scheduling in some ways and we all have those patches, but, um, you know, I think, um, for them, you know, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, Jackson still leads our league in blocks and rebounds and field goal percentage and is, you know, in the top 10 in scoring. And so, you know, a big part of our win up there was us, um, controlling her and, and it was, it was Namely, Caitlin Bickle did a great job of being physical and, and hitting her early and, and not letting her um, get comfortable. Um, we also did a good job of getting her in screening actions as the game went along so we could get her away from the rim because it was a block party for her in the first quarter. Um, but as the game went along, we started to screen with her player to get her away from the rim. And and uh, so, you know, but they have they have a lot of veterans. They're, the, they're you know, just like, Oklahoma. I mean, they're a team that returned everyone from a year ago, you know, and last year was a big jump for them in terms of where they were picked to where they finished and how competitive they were um, to being ranked this year with, with kind of everyone returning, you know, when Franklin's aggressive at the point or whether she's a combo guard and playing off the ball a little bit more this year, you know, she's so good getting to the rim and can, you know, there are very, I always say this, like, Everyone loves a floater these days, you know, but there are very few players that actually make the floater. Um, 
Zakiah Franklin is one of those people that can make it right-handed, can make it left-handed, can shoot it off the glass, and so she's hard to guard. And then her skeeter is just one of those players that can get super hot. And so, you know, they're they're really balanced that way. I mean, I think they're a team that needs paint points and needs to play downhill. And, you know, Mayberry hurt us a year ago, the daughter of Lee Mayberry. And, you know, in the succession of Mayberry daughters that have played college basketball. And so, you know, I, I think they um, – always defend you know when we played on the last time they were seventh in the nation in rebounding and we went up there not rebounding them and, and it, a big part of it is just staying even with them on the boards you know they're a hard team to just full-on beat on the boards but you know you got to compete with them on the boards because it's yeah. something they're really good at so um yeah i mean a really good opponent it was a good win for us up there um, we weren't great in the first half, but we played as good a second half as we've played all season up there and, and you know, kind of need to do that from the beginning. All right. Well, always fun to catch up with you and tell Mayberry that you're going to give her 40 minutes of hell, okay? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I, I would actually, you know, um, when I was – I was spent seven years at Arkansas. So, yeah. you know, Lee would, Lee would come around occasionally. So I don't know him well, but it would it would be great to see him here. I yeah. I don't know how how many games he gets to, yeah. um, especially he's got you know a daughter playing at Tulsa right now too. So, um, but yeah, good Lee, to catch up. Lee the Big O, Todd Day, I mean those Corey Beck that Nolan had that thing running. So yeah, bringing back a lot of those uh, SWC memories from those days, but uh, that'll be that'll be. Hey, imagine playing noon ball. Imagine playing noon ball with some of those guys. Like <laughs> when I when I was there, you know, that's, it was uh, yeah. oh, it was man. it was a challenge at times. But you know, was the biggest competitor was Mike Anderson. You didn't mess around. Oh, with, with Mike, when he was game point, you better not take a shot and not make it. That's all I can say about about Mike Anderson. You know. Oh, yeah. I was a good screener on game point, let me tell you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you didn't want any part of that. Know All your right. role, right? Know your role. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, hey, good luck. And uh, Thank I you. hope everybody, uh, weather will ho- hopefully start to kind of clear up and then hopefully uh, get a good crowd out there for Baylor versus Kansas. Nikki, great to visit with you. I appreciate it. Uh, you got it. Have a great day. There she goes, Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach. Huge game against Kansas, and uh, we will uh, continue down this path. Thank you, Myatt Fuels, for what you do and your support uh, and uh, and loving Baylor women's basketball. All right, it is time to get back into a couple of holdovers from the conference championship games and a thought on Dak Prescott's future. That is next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball has their six-game winning streak come to an end in Austin against the Longhorns. I'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the big finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Are you a proud Baylor fan? Do you love prizes? The Baylor Bold Rewards app allows fans to track their attendance across athletic events and earn rewards. Baylor Athletics wants to reward the most loyal fans, so register online today at BaylorBoldRewards.com or download the Baylor Bold Rewards app straight to your phone. Prizes this year are better than ever, so start earning your rewards points today and sign up for Baylor Bold Rewards. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor's six-game winning streak, five straight in Big 12 play, came to an end last night in Austin as the 11th-ranked Bears fell to number 10 Texas, 76-71, the final score. The Bears trailed by just two at halftime. They briefly pulled within one with 50 seconds to play, but fell by five in the final tally to the Longhorns, 76-71, after the game head coach Scott Drew. Yeah, the guys really uh, uh, fought, competed. Uh, it's a typical Big 12 game. Um, comes down to one or two possessions. I thought early in the game we didn't. Uh, the things we've been doing to win six games in a row, we didn't do. Our transition defense wasn't good. We took some uh, uh, quick, ill-advised shots that led to some of that transition. Um, and then uh, I thought the last eight, ten minutes of the half, we did a good job. And then second half, I credit them. They come out, go on a run, and then, then we battled, fought. and I felt felt good with things. Um, kicking myself that last uh, shot, uh, 17 seconds, 18 seconds. I should have called timeout and gotten us something better. So um, uh, that, that, one's, that one's on me. I'll lose we'll sleep tonight on that one. Scott Drew following last night's five-point loss by the Bears to the Texas Longhorns in Austin. L.J. Cryer, another fine game, 19 points and five rebounds, 17 for freshman guard Keontae George, 13 on the night for Jalen Bridges, 11 for Adam Flagler in the loss. Baylor falls to 16-6 and six on the season, 5-4 and four in Big 12 conference play. Now back home hosting Texas Tech Saturday at noon in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. 
Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the that means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor falls on the road to Texas 76-71 last night. Texas Tech finally gets a win in the Big 12, coming from 23 down to upset Iowa State 80-77 in overtime. Two games in the Big 12 tonight, number 7 Kansas State at number 8 Kansas, and West Virginia is at number 15 TCU. Luka drops 53 in a win over the Pistons last night, 111-105. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy has a torn ligament in his elbow that will keep him out for the next six months. Kellen Moore has already landed his new job with the Chargers offensive coordinator. Former Baylor assistant Jeff Nixon is said to be in the running for the next OC for the Cowboys. Waco, Midway, La Vega, Lorena, Conley, and Temple, and most of the surrounding schools have been closed today with all basketball and soccer games postponed tonight. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Well, that's an interesting name from Ward White's uh, Jeff Nixon, former uh, Baylor offensive coordinator, and his name coming up is a potential uh, NFL offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I remember his son, Baylor wanted his son. I think his son ended up maybe going to 
Nebraska. He's a midway kid, really good player, as I recall. But that's real. That's fascinating. Now, it looks like I can tell you that Jeff Nixon, who was at Baylor, I, 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 to me, if the Cowboys went with somebody like that, it would be with the thought of McCarthy calling the plays. I like Nixon, and, um, and you know, he used to be with the Dolphins, the late, great uh, Tony Sperano. I want to say he was on one of the staffs with him at some point. But uh, Jeff Nixon, an interesting name being uh, being uh, out there for the in the Cowboys mix. And that is something to watch. Um, as we get ready to kind of close down today, man, so much news today. The Big 12 schedule, we'll react a little bit more to that. I, I did want to react to some of this NFL news, though. We had the breaking news earlier uh, when we came out today. D'Amico Ryans ends up to the Houston Texans. He recommitted to them today. Sean Payton ends up with the Denver Broncos. And the an hour ago, Ian Rappaport, who's been on with us before from the NFL Network, said the 49, the Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he recommitted to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. <laughs> so to review, in the last several weeks, they the Broncos tried to zero in on D'Amico Ryans, secretly kept circling back to Jim Harbaugh, negotiated a Sean Payton deal, then tried to hire D'Amico Ryans again, and then today finalized the hiring of Sean Payton as their new coach. Wow. I mean, if all of that really happened, I mean, I and again, Sean Payton will get paid huge money. They've put up draft picks to the Saints. You can see why maybe they would have wanted, preferred D'Amico Ryans. It's because they didn't have to put up draft picks. They could have held on to a first rounder in 2023, second rounder in 2024. Aaron, was there another pick involved? I mean, it, it really is remarkable how much they had to uh, to give up uh, to the Saints for the rights to bring in Sean Payton as their head coach. So this is just another layer to what has been developing news today. And the uh, D'Amico Ryans, again, will go to the Texans. Now, I first crossed paths with D'Amico Ryans. I was writing for ESPN.com circa 2007. I'm at a, uh, I go to some of the different training camps. My daughter had just been born. It's August. She was born July 25th. And I'm at Texans, the following week, I'm at Texans training camp. And D'Amico Ryans was a young, uh, up and coming player for the Texans. Extremely impressive. I do remember sitting down and spending some time with him. And, and he ends up back as the head coach. All these years later, that was 2007, as the head coach uh, of the Texans. Now, Aaron, I, I got to wonder, if you're D'Amico Ryans and both of these franchises want you, the Broncos, to me, have a little more stability. Um, I, I, you know, I guess both teams have the makings of a pretty good defense. 
I would think the Broncos would be ahead of things. And the Broncos have an established all-pro quarterback, albeit who had fallen on hard times this year. The Texans will be picking second in the draft. Aaron, would you want to try to flip a program where if you could get the quarterback right again, this guy's you know put up huge numbers in the past, and you got a chance to win immediately, or would you rather take over a franchise to where you get the second pick in the draft who could possibly be C.J. Stroud or the um, – or the Alabama quarterback, um, you know, which which one would you rather go with? Assuming that I thought that one of the quarterbacks was a franchise quarterback, I would definitely go with the Texans job. And yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I'm asking you to assume that, and I would assume that you probably think Bryce Young or uh, C.J. Stroud or whoever you would pick at the top is worthy of it now if you don't like either one of those guys maybe you wouldn't do it but boy i tell you that's a that is an interesting thing there and it does appear i think we make such a huge deal out of sean payton and he had a great run uh with the uh, with the saints and he's known as an offensive genius and so there's a lot of pizzazz that comes with with hiring somebody like that but the news comes out, at least if you believe Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network, that D'Amico Ryans, they were still, up until today, trying to circle back and bring him in. Now, do they think that D'Amico Ryans is a better coach than Sean Payton? Probably not. It's probably close in their estimation. But again, it comes down to draft pick compensation. With D'Amico Ryans, they got a, a bright, great, talented young coach. Now, if they had been able to convince him to come to Denver, do you think Sean Payton would have gone to the Houston Texans? We'll never know. We'll never know. I, I don't know what the Texans would have done in that case. Even before the Texans circled back and hired Lovey Smith, they were trying to hire one of the McNown brothers. Not Luke. Which one is that? Josh, who'd been in the NFL for a long time. If he'd coached anything, it was at the high school level like a private school or something, and I almost think he was like a volunteer coach, and the Texans wanted to hire him as their head coach. I mean, that would have been as crazy or crazier than hiring the guy straight off the TV set, Jeff Saturday. I mean, it's not like these people can't be, you know, helpful. I mean, they just hired Brian Greasy to come in and be a quarterback's coach this season with, where is he, Aaron, San Francisco? See with the 49ers this year? I mean, so I mean, I, I think there are some positions and some places where a, a, a bright um, former NFL player can fit on a staff, maybe with a lack of experience. But putting them in as your interim head coach is kind of a joke, and it's kind of an insult to the people who have been doing this for a long, long time. And Jeff Saturday led them to a one in seven record. Now, is that a great roster? Was anybody going to lead them to a great record? Probably not. But um, I don't think, I don't think necessarily he was the uh, the right answer. But these are the these are the new these are the big this is the big breaking news today, uh, from a coaching standpoint. And then that really interesting news that you heard from Ward White's that Jeff Nixon's name is coming up. That is really something to think about, um, knowing uh, what he was at Baylor and being on Matt Rule's staff. I think we kind of had to wonder, okay, 
which of these guys were going to go with with uh, with Matt to Carolina. And I'm trying to remember what role Nixon had after he left Baylor. But now showing up in the, uh, you know, it being mentioned in association with this Cowboys job. Very, very interesting. We'll continue to look at all this. And I have some closing thoughts on the schedule. I, I The one thing I didn't talk about earlier, I, I think Oklahoma State did get hosed on the schedule. And it's it's about who they're not playing, and it really seems kind of unfair to that fan base, which is a great fan base in a fan base that uh, loves back in that program. But the, the games they took off the table for Oklahoma State, it's pretty poor. It's pretty poor to, uh, to do that to the Pokes. It may be an easier schedule, but it's not right to do it. We're going to look at it. I'll tell you what that is. We'll do it next. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing 
for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor falls on the road to Texas 76-71 last night. Texas Tech finally gets a win in the Big 12, coming from 23 down to upset Iowa State 80-77 in overtime. Two games in the Big 12 tonight, number 7 Kansas State at number 8 Kansas, and West Virginia is at number 15 TCU. Luka drops 53 in a win over the Pistons last night, 111-105. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy has a torn ligament in his elbow that will keep him out for the next six months. Kellen Moore has already landed his new job with the Chargers offensive coordinator. Former Baylor assistant Jeff Nixon is said to be in the running for the next OC for the Cowboys. Waco, Midway, La Vega, Lorena, Conley, and Temple, and most of the surrounding schools have been closed today with all basketball and soccer games postponed tonight. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, thanks for everybody's listening. It's always kind of fun. I know we had uh, a couple of uh, members of the, the football coaching staff listening to us today, chiming in on a couple things. They, they found a couple things amusing that we were talking about, and um, that's always uh, that's always fun. Let's say uh, this is where the insiders, the people that make the news, they listen to this station. They listen to this show. It's always fun to have them out there and know that they're uh, checking in with us. Now, Oklahoma State, I told you, I thought on this schedule today, the Big 12 schedule, that it was kind of unfair. Um, what, you know, some of the teams that these that the schools were not going to get to play. Listen who's not on Oklahoma State's schedule. And, again, it's a 14-team conference. Baylor's got eight home games, okay? Baylor doesn't have a whole lot of room to uh, complain. Let me tell you, here's who Oklahoma State does not play this year. TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. I mean, we're talking huge brand in Texas. TCU played for a national title. Baylor and and Oklahoma State played for the conference title a couple years ago. And Texas Tech's a big-time up-and-comer. These are all sort of like fun games for the Oklahoma State people. Now, what I'm curious about is Oklahoma State fans today, are they kind of breathing a sigh of relief? Oh, hey, hey, those are some pretty tough games. They're not on the schedule. Or are they thinking, man, we pay ours for season tickets. We go to these games. These are four marquee programs that are not going to show up on our schedule. I kind of feel bad for the Pokes. I just feel like they kind of robbed them of some pretty good teams. All right, uh, really good show today. Uh, appreciate everybody was part of it. Aaron, nice job on the run, on the fly. Everybody have a great evening, and stay safe. Stay off the roads, and then uh, listen to us tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now.